This is a Stand Up Labs production, powered by digital media. It's time for the End of Conversation podcast with funny man Damian Lemon. Crazy's Dominican, you know, Vladimir, come on, yo. My cool man from the county of Dade, Ali Muhammad. Yeah! <laughs> this is Damian Lemon, and this is In The Conversation. And uh, as always, on my right-hand side, I got... <laughs> El Capitan Vladimir Camaño. Woo! All the way from Broom Closet Studios West. What's good with you? We here, baby. Where's uh, where's the guru? Well, hold on now, brother. You gotta you gotta let me do what I need to do. On my okay. left hand side, I got. <sighs> he fucked up the reveal. Uh, the guru is not in the building today. Mister Muhammad is not in the conversation this week. It's gonna be me and Vlad talking that shit. How you doing, brother? I'm doing good, man. I didn't I didn't mean to mess with the review. I was just, you know, I was looking I was looking for I was looking for the guru. I mean, come on, you know. It is, you know, who knows what I think he's on a some type of shoot, trying to get some yeah, money. Yeah, he's working, man. He's working, working in the middle of the Ramadans. Yeah. But uh in Atlanta. Yeah, something like that. Well, shout out to that, man. What's up with you though? What's going on, I'm, man? I just got back from Minnesota, man. I was out there and uh I was doing some shows at the Mall of America. At the Mall of America. What you think of the Mall of America, man? Listen, man, I'm a mall guy. I like malls. I do, too. Um, Go ahead. I like a good mall. And the hotel was literally attached to the mall. Oh, that's interesting. So, typically, you know, when, when you're on the road, um, in order to get basic necessities, you got to go out. Yeah. You know, if you want to get some groceries, if you want to, uh, you know, get some food, if you want to, uh, whatever it is, you got to go out. You got to leave your and hermit environment. And I'm I'm very much an introvert. Uh-huh. So I had the gym in the building, in the hotel. Uh-huh. I had a, a restaurant downstairs called The Fire Lake. Okay. Um, where I got my breakfast. I had, if I needed to get some snacks or water, I had a little convenience store right there. All right. Um, you know, um, the gym was right downstairs. The mall was there. And the mall is huge. It's the biggest mall in America. Mm-hmm. And they have sometimes two of the same store in the mall. Yeah. And it's great for people watching. They got a lot of different restaurants, a lot of different stores. And the biggest thing about the Mall of America is that there's no sales tax on clothes. Is that the biggest thing about the Mall of America? That's what you go with? No sales tax? Well, I would say that because, one, it's huge, so you can find something of everything, but then there's no sales tax on uh-huh. it. So every store you want, they got the Nike store, they got Under Armour, they got Foot Locker, they got, uh, you know, they got the, the Apple, so Apple, you can't, you know, there's, no, there's sales tax on that, obviously. But, Why is that? Um, well, it's, it's it's only on clothes. There's no sales tax on clothes. Oh, okay, 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 okay. I was about to say Apple is awesome. Apple so so good that they was like, nah, fuck that. We don't play that shit. We it's Apple, goddammit. I wouldn't be surprised. We don't do tax. <laughs> so you like the mall? I love the mall, man. And it was the hotel was nice. I was I stayed at the uh, I think it was called the Radisson Blue. I think. No, oh, all right. Um, nice hotel. I got my. Uh, do you do this, D? I, I go I go to the hotel. And they offered me, uh, I got 1,500 points a night. Damn. A night? If I turn down, if I turn down down, uh, maid service. Oh, right, 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 right. I've seen that. I've seen that before. 
Yeah, it depends. Depends on how I feel. I could go either way. I understand it. You know what I mean? I understand it about the environment and all of that. And, you know, let's let's uh, save linen or whatever you want to call it. But part of the reason that you go to a hotel room is when you come back to that hotel room, you want a nice crisp-ass bed situation. You know what I mean? You know, like I get a little disappointed when I come back from where, from being out in my hotel room and I come back and my shit is not made up. I feel away. You know I have another saying? question for you. Go Before ahead. the maid comes in, do you do the the, the pre made scan? What's the pre made scan? Just check in, leave nothing out. You know, anything like a credit card or you know, uh, you know, certain expensive items. You put them in your bag. Like, do you do the pre made scan or you just leave everything out? It, again, I mean, for the most part, for the most part, it, I mean, yeah, I'm still that type of motherfucker. It depends on where I'm at. You know, it depends on where I'm at. I remember what time I stayed at the Days Inn in uh, Scotland. And it was a it was a dusty little piece, so uh, I was taking my laptop and I was putting that shit in my luggage and using the luggage lock, as if these motherfuckers wouldn't just take my luggage with my laptop and just fucking cut it open. You know what I mean? But whatever, false security is better than no security. Well, the thing is too is like I've been to certain hotels where they they say missing items from your room are not the hotel's responsibility. Exactly, they're basically saying you can get got. So don't yeah, play you yourself. Got, yeah. You know, so I'm at the Radisson Blue. Right. And uh, they, they, the hotels now have apps where if you get an app, you can open your lock with that, right? Yeah. I don't like that. So if I look at the privacy, I look at the privacy policy of these things, they are all up in your business. What you mean? So, for example, the Radisson Blue, if you if you sign up for the app, you log in, right? Right. And with that, you don't need, you don't, you don't need the, uh, the, the, the card. You can just use your phone and open the lock. Uh-huh. To your room. But right. by doing that, you give them permission to look at your contacts, um, your location, where, like where you go in the mall, where you go in the city. Oh, wow. The app has like a tracking device. You can't turn that off? No. They, by, 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 by agreeing to the app, you give them permission to, to do that. I may have misread it, but I was so panicked that I just, I just swiped, you know, I swiped to the, I just, I just exited out. I was like, I'm not even doing this. Yeah, I'm not with that. I don't want to Like know. opening my door is not enough. That's, that's not enough of, that's not enough of a, a feature for me to give you all my information. Yeah, I want my door to open with a real fucking key. I don't want all of this virtual shit where anybody could just open your door with the knife. Fuck that shit. Nah, I'm cool. So, I, long story short, I took the offer with the points at night, so I, 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 I turned down the maid service. Okay. And, uh... Um, so you feel like... I got it, my points. So, 1,500 points. Is that a good amount of points? Can you get anything so off of that? Let me see. I was there for five nights, right? So, let's mm -hmm. do the math here. I was there for five nights, mm -hmm. five times 1,500. You could do it. I got 7,500 points. Mm -hmm. And then I made some purchases. So let's, see, let's see, I walked away with 10 grand. Mm -hmm. It's not a lot. It's not a lot, D. I That's think a, at minimum, you need, a, you need at least like 18 for a night. Something a like that. Shame. That's the shit with these points, man. These points make it sound like you really in the game. It is really like Chuck E. Cheese tickets. 15,000 yeah. points. You can't get a fucking night on the whole. 75,000 points is how many nights? What'd you say? How many 70, nights? Yeah, 7,500 is maybe half a night. You know, 75. Um, Fuck that. Make my bed, please. Fuck well, that. it adds up. So like the next time, you know, thing is you're on the road so much, you'll stay at hotel chains. You don't even know are part of the program, you know? Mm. And then before you know it, you got, you know, you got three nights worth. Mm. So, um, but yeah, I do the, I, you know, when the maid does come in, when I do do that, I always do the pre-made check. Mm. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's what's up. You yeah, ever try to holler at the maid when she comes through? Are you that type of creep? 
I can't because uh, my aunt, my aunt used to, my aunt used to work at a, at a she used to be, a, she used to be a maid in Florida. So, I can't so out of respect to maids across the world, you did it out of out of solidarity with your aunt, or you just feel like maids remind you of your aunt? What are you going with? They're reminding my aunt. Uh, they're, typically, okay, no. they're typically they're typically in that age range. Uh, okay. I've seen. Okay. So it's almost as if I, I try to be very respectful, you know, leave That's a nice. tip and, and be nice and stuff like that. That's what's up. Do you do you, do you tip the maid? Yeah, I tip the maid. I tip the maid. I do a little tipping. I make sure to tip. You the put maid. you put a little cash on the counter. You leave I put a cash. I do the you know little thank you. <laughs> You know what I'm saying? All of that. Yeah, I do that shit. I look out. I look out. Especially if they looked out for me. They're like, yeah, fuck it. I look out. But anyway, so, man. That Mall of America, yeah. I'm not the biggest fan of that shit. I always, I wanted to go ever since it opened way back in the day. And uh, when I got there, I was a little disappointed. It's Why? fucking, it's too big, dude. This shit is like a junk drawer. It's re- like, cause they got stores in there that don't make no fucking sense. They got a store in there dedicated to olive oil. They got a store in there with like just odds and ends type stores. It's like they had to fill this big ass mall and it's a lot of bullshit in there. It's a whole lot of bullshit in there. And to, to your point, the fact that they got to double up all stores shows, you know what? We could have kind of fell back a little bit. You know what I'm saying? So I ain't the biggest fan of that shit. It is what it is. I- I walked it a couple times, man. I walked that mall several times. It's a lot. Um, it's a lot. Cause you'll miss a couple things. And they have they have like five or six different Starbucks. Um, <laughs> and they, they got a, okay. in the same mall. They got a Caribou Coffee in there. Um, they got a Shake Shack upstairs. They got a, um, you know, it's just funny too because the mall is also organized um, in a in a dope way where they have these directories. Yeah. The touch screen, you've seen them. You type, you type whatever store you want to go to. Right. And then the mall gives you like an actual route. It shows you a map of how to get there. Oh, uh, right, right, right. Because it's a big ass mall. So you yeah, it's dope, man. Time is I, I enjoy it, dude. I would not mind going back. Yeah. Eh. How were the shows? Shows were a little light, man. They were good, but they were light. We had a light crowd. Uh, from what I understand in Minnesota, mm-hmm. for the greater part of the year, it's mm-hmm. very cold in Minnesota. That's what Yachty say. Yachty's from there? Nah, that's a song. I, I, I figured oh. that wasn't going to hit. What do you say? What do you say? What do you say? He's got a song called Minnesota. You should check it out and then post it on the Facebook page. But everybody, Are you knows. yeah, it's a, it's a big song. It's been a, it's like one of his hits. I was. Can I tell you a funny story, dude? I was at a. I was at Top Shop with my boy. We were just hanging out, mm-hmm. and we were talking about Yachty. Yeah. And my boy was saying how he doesn't like Yachty's music, but he respects his hustle. Right. And out of nowhere, the cashier like comes out of the cashier and she goes, "Yachty's great." Right, like she had to come to his defense. That's that's a real fan. That's a yeah, real ass we fan just, right there. Yeah. And we were just saying how how just, we were just saying how as as one gets older, uh-huh. you have to make it a point to not become that old dude. Right. Yeah. That old ratchety. Uh, these young people don't know music. You got to. It, it takes practice and effort. So you have to say, I don't like Yachty's lyrics, but what is he doing that that's working? Right. Right, 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 right. Or just don't immediately shit on it because it's unfamiliar to you or it don't, right. it don't sound like what you used to. Because as you get older, you realize this shit is not made for you. That's the one that you need to recognize. You you just a guest at this point. So, you know what I mean? Be, uh, take a, you know, fall back just a bit. It's not really all the way about you. You feel me? Yeah, is it clearly subjective, though? I feel like it's just subjective. Like, you know, it's every music. generation has their, you know, yeah. It's music. I mean, it's cool. I feel the same way about a lot of this stuff. Like, you know, 
I might not like it musically, but now I, I appreciate the hustle. I appreciate the business savvy. You know, I appreciate. I think Yachty's is uh, got a cool personality. Seems to be very funny. He got good, you know, visuals and things like that. He's got an ear for melody. It's not my type of thing, but you know what? I'm not gonna be the dude just hating on the shit. I could care less. You know what I mean? Um. So so yeah so uh um I, I'll, I'll I'll find that song and I'll, I'll put it up on the Facebook on the on the page. <sighs> Man, that's what's up. That's cool. Um, but yeah, yeah, Yachty's a Yachty's a. It was funny because he was on the Breakfast Club, and it was interesting to see you know Charlamagne basically called him the post. What he said, the poster child for um for Wack MCs for Wack Wack MCs. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah that's, <laughs> that's fucked up. <laughs> I mean, uh, he call, you know, Charlamagne is good for that though. He will call you out. I'll give him that. Yeah, right there in front of you. So I mean, you he know, you will gotta, not hold back, man. Yeah. You gotta respect that. Next question: that. You've done this show, right? You've done right. this show a couple of times. Right? Yeah. But is there a situation where they prepare you for what Damien for what Charlamagne's gonna say, or you just gotta go on? Nah, I mean, you just you kind of know what to expect. I mean, I don't think it's I don't think it's uh I I don't know I don't there's no there's no like uh, pre production where they're like all right so listen this is what's gonna happen nah it's just it's radio anything can happen so you just need to be in the moment and try not to be defensive. You know what I mean, and and be on point. That's all. Yeah, because I mean, he, he you know he, he can catch you really off guard sometimes. Yeah. Did, did you, you pick up his book, by the way? Did I did. A- I did. I, I definitely supported that cat. I bought the book. I haven't cracked it open yet. I'm still in the middle of reading this um, David Geffen book, but I'm gonna get to it. You know all right. I mean? Cool. 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 I know your man Kevin Hart just dropped a book too. Did you get that? Well, I'm trying to find. A, I'm trying to find. You know, Barnes and Noble. Uh, there's one in the Grove here. Uh-huh. Um, Otherwise, I got to order on Amazon. So if I can, but I, I am going to buy it. Oh, okay, I bet. Why are you making those books? Where, go ahead. It's one of those books where I, I do want the hard copy. You know, typically I go Kindle. Right. But I want the hard copy for this one. Oh, okay. That's what's up. That's what's up. And you'll go Barnes and Nobles over Amazon. I feel like I always go Amazon over Barnes and Nobles because it's going to be cheaper. Is it cheaper the hardcover? Is it, typically, you know, typically, store, yeah, typically Amazon is killing everybody. That's why Barnes and Nobles is, is shits is going out of business on the like blockbusters. Then Amazon, is, yeah, Amazon got the nerve to open up fucking uh, bookstores now. They opened up physical about? bookstores just to be like, you know what? Since we destroyed y'all, we just want to show you what you used to be. Since when? They open it up soon. That's their um. That's some of their new shit that's coming up. I, you know, I can't tell you exactly what the date is, but uh, yeah, Google that. Google that. Are you serious? I'm, yes. Yeah, I'm telling you. Yeah. Yeah. It almost defeats the purpose. Like. Um... Oh, wait, you're right. Amazon bookstores yes. in Seattle, San Diego. Holy cow, it's called Amazon Books. <laughs> Thanks, guy. I appreciate the redundancy in this fucking conversation. No, I just, I just, I, that, that, yeah. sounds, that sounds so, so out of the, that, that, because it defeats the logic of what Amazon is. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Well, Amazon is also, what, from what I understand, they're going to be opening up like uh, grocery stores too, or some type of stores where you could go up in there with your, your device. And you scan the shit and it's sent to you. So you still get the experience of walking the aisles of a grocery store. <laughs> this shit is That's a takeover, hilarious. Damien. It's a That's takeover. Hilarious. It's a pop-up. That's what's Speaking up. of which, yeah. I, this is a good transition to what I want to talk to you about. Speaking is it this, a good transition or you want to try another transition? No, no. This is a good one because... Uh. Um, so Amazon has this product. It's called the Amazon Echo, which I'm sure you heard about. That's part of the uh, the other one, right? Uh, Alexis? Alexa. I want to talk Alexa, to you about this. Alexa, right. Go ahead. So Apple's gonna drop one. Um, it's called Apple Home. Right. Um, 
and basically similar to uh similar to Amazon to so the Amazon one you can say hey Siri you right. know buy me milk more right. actually no it won't do that it won't do that Amazon one does that right but um you know everybody's going crazy over the speaker and and all this it's a speaker slash uh home L- assistant cuz it's listening go ahead it's listening right and uh, um, a, you know, Apple says the device is encrypted. Right. That they're not scanning your data. Right. Um, so on and so forth. But um, I guess, I guess for me, it's like um, I wanted to talk to you about it because you know I'm a privacy nut, right? That's what I heard. I think it's but in your bio. Wa- but a part of me wants to buy this thing, man. Okay. A part of me wants to buy this thing. I want to try. I, you know, I'm an Apple head, and uh, I think I'm gonna put some money aside to get this goddamn speaker. Is it expensive? It's gonna go for three forty nine. Well, that ain't. I mean, all right. That's, yeah, I know. So it's a speaker. Is that so? From some of those, I heard you could turn the listening portion off, and then you just use it via whatever, whatever. I still feel like all of this shit is listening to us. You know what I mean? Like <laughs> at this point, I don't fuck with it. You know, I'm not a big fan of that shit. That's I know a hot you're mic. not. I know you're not. You know I know what you're mean? not. I done told you I don't speak freely in an Uber. You know what I mean? So I'm damn sure <laughs> not gonna just be saying all types of wild shit when I'm in the home. Cause in the home is where you feel most comfortable. That's where you right, say your right. worst shit. You know what I mean? Fuck that. They ain't gonna catch me. So I think I'm a cop, man. I'll, I'll put in the review once I once I cop and tell you how it goes. It's just it just means the. the is the physical thought of me sitting there, laying in bed, mm-hmm. and going, Siri, uh, buy me a blanket. You know what I mean? Mm. Just right. for, that, for that purpose. Well, there you go. You got Siri to buy you a blanket. Okay, that shit, that shit just start to feel real uh, lonely, though. You know what I mean? It starts yeah. to turn to her. You ever seen that movie, Her? Was it Her? I was, I was creeped out by that, man. Uh, yeah, it's a little much. Anyway, uh... <clears throat> There ain't no real transition to this shit, but it's the funniest shit I've seen all day. Did you see the video of Kesha running up on Seinfeld on the red carpet and Seinfeld shutting her the fuck down? <laughs> that shit. I saw it and I laughed my head off. Oh, um, man. For the people that haven't seen the shit, the shit is hilarious. It's Jerry Seinfeld. Now, you know Jerry's a legend. Jerry's 60 years old, so he's standing on the red carpet for I forget what the event is. And he's in the middle of mid-interview. Kesha, being the celeb that she is, runs up on Jerry, says, Oh my God, I'm a big fan. I love you. Can I get a hug? And uh, Seinfeld says, No thanks. <laughs> no thanks. And, and uh, she says, Just a little hug. And my man, vis- he visibly steps back like, No thanks. And she looks crazy because she committed and now she and it's it's on the red carpet so it millions saw the shit and she saunters off and then uh Seinfeld says I don't know who that is <laughs> and then the, the reporter was like oh that's Kesha he says oh well I hope she's she does good <laughs> that's the funny you tell me ever. I don't know I don't know who Kesha is either oh man Kesha's a singer she's a singer known for being a little dirty, right? Not dirty uh, material-wise, but just like a little grungy with it. She's a singer. She um, she just recently was in a situation. She uh, had a court battle with Dr. Luke over uh, sexual harassment or yeah, sexual harassment allegations. You know what I mean? But uh, you know, she's a she's a legitimate singer performer. She's a star. She got people who know her in the world. 
It's just Seinfeld don't know who the fuck she was. And he did not play that that funny fake shit. She said, yo, can I get a... Because the funny shit is, typically when people come in for the hug, especially in front of people, right? And at a nice event, right. things of that nature, where people are being civil, most people would concede to, all right, come on, let's do the hug. Seinfeld said, no thanks. <laughs> hit, her with a, hit her with a triple no thanks. No thanks. And then backed up, chill, chill. Oh, that shit had... Oh, man. I wish a reporter... Would have just interviewed Kesha right after that. <laughs> Kesha, we saw you get dissed. We saw Seinfeld snub you just two steps away. How do you feel? I really want to hear that. But, I was thinking about doing, I think, using those Thug Life videos. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Where he did like did he put the Thug Life on. Yeah, little music and the and the shades come down. What? And you watching that? What is the lesson to be learned? Because there is a lesson to be learned in that video. What is the lesson? You tell me. Number one is you can't get high on your own notoriety. Okay. Not everybody knows you. Okay. Does that make sense? Yeah, that makes sense. I see what you're saying. You always got it. You always got. You always got to stay under the, the impression that um, I'm still just a person, but, and I'm not as big as I'm not as big as I think I am. But do you think she was leveraging the fact that uh, you must know me, or was she leveraging the fact that? The fact that I'm saying I'm such a big fan that I love you should gain enough goodwill to where I get an embrace. Like, I don't think she was awesome. Yo, I'm Kesha. You know what I mean? Because I don't know if Kesha really thinks Seinfeld knows who she is. But she wants Seinfeld to know, yo, I know who you are and I'm a big fan. I want to give you a little bit of love. And I'm being rejected, which was hilarious. That's a fair point. And in addition to that, I'd imagine that there's security up the wall at this event, right? Yeah, but you know, you're going to clear that because you you given red carpet approval. Well, that's, that's what I'm saying. So, like, a sign for to be afraid of someone hugging him. Like, this, this thing has been pre-checked out. You know what I'm saying? I don't think he was afraid. I just think, I don't think he wanted a hug. I don't think he wanted a hug. Either, either he just don't want a hug or maybe he's been hugging before and his wife was like, yo, I'm not really feeling all this hugging you doing <laughs> on the motherfucker. I done seen about four pictures with you hugging women that ain't me. And I need you to stop with that bullshit. You know what I'm saying? All these other comedians getting divorced and shit. I need you not to be hugging strangers in the media. Maybe that's... Because I think think also... I think Seinfeld was also taken aback. Like, if you watch the video... I I could be wrong, D, but did you notice there was a bit of, like... There was a bit of fear? There was a little fear. Well, she... You know what it was, which I like, but it was kind of like she was already going in for the hug before she got clearance for the hug. You know what I'm saying? That's definitely uh, you know, it's definitely, hey, can I touch your hair situation with the hair, the hand all already in your fucking fro. You know what I mean? It was entitlement met with nah ma. Fuck out of here. <laughs> I was in I was in Montreal, D. I did just for last fest about two years ago, right? Uh-huh. And I did the Howie Mandel Gala. Right. And I did my thing. And then at the end of it, it's uh Howie comes to to, to congratulate me. Right. And I was so shocked because now there's like three cameras around me. Howie's there. Three people are there. Right. And uh, I forgot that Howie's a germaphobe. Right. And I said, Howie, can I get a hug? Uh-huh. And the whole room just got quiet. Ooh. What did Howie say? Howie gave me a hug. 
All right, well, see, he conceded to the pressure of the situation. He probably barked on everybody on the set right after he hugged you right backstage. You motherfuckers know I'm a germaphobe. I don't have these motherfuckers running up for hugs. How was that embrace? Was it a quick one well, or was it? it... Was, when, when you sent me the sandful clip, that's what I thought about because Kesha literally, she just ran up on Jerry, you know? Yeah. And I think sometimes, you're right to your point, you need, you need to really look at someone in the eye, acknowledge that you're there, like, hey, I'm so-and-so. I love your work, right? right? Give it a minute to settle in. And they go, hey, real kindly, do you, do you mind if I get a hug? Well, how about this? Why don't you wait a second? He's obviously in the middle of an interview. You know That's what I mean? Point. Smart fucker, he's in the middle of an interview. You just kind of rudely cut into the interview. Excuse me, I'm sorry. And he was like, hold on, ma, I'm over here. I'm talking to the media right now. You know what I mean? Take it easy. And I, I like to see shit like that because I that's one of my pet peeves. I hate this. One thing I hate is if I'm having a conversation with somebody, right? And we see, I see this shit a lot. I'm having a conversation with somebody and I'm having a conversation with you, right? And somebody knows you, right? And uh, they might even know me. And they run up on you. Hey, Vlad, what's cracking? Meanwhile, I'm in the middle of a conversation with you. And these motherfuckers continue to have a conversation with you while I'm there looking like a third wheel. Meanwhile, this is my conversation that's been hijacked. I can't stand that shit. So to see Kesha catch that L, oh, that made me laugh. That was a funny moment, but, man. But there's something about catching L's, man, that I feel like, you know, catching L's has been by history. Um, people do get some kind of gratification out of watching people take L's. Of course. She got to write a and song about that shit. That I was, know. That song worked. Can we talk about what is it about someone taking an L that gives such visceral um, pleasure? Because it's a fear we all have. Nobody <laughs> wants to take the L. We all know the L is, it's, it could happen. It's something that may or may not happen, right? So it's, it's out there. So the, you, in life, I don't want to say you, you live to avoid the L, but your, your, your goal is to, to try to sidestep as many pitfalls as possible. And most times people catch an L, they don't realize, they're not ready for the L. You know what I'm saying? It's right. like the missed dunk. Because you going in there with all of the conviction of a W. And it didn't go out that way. You caught that L. And yeah, you caught that L, man. If what, what would you have done if that would have been you? You had ran up on Seinfeld, oh. went in for the, for the hug, and he hit you with the chill, family. Take it easy. I think. I think. Front of millions. In, in retrospect, after having this conversation with you, mm -hmm. well, I'm preparing for the next, for the next time that happens. If it does happen, uh -huh. I think I'm gonna look at the camera and just acknowledge it. You got? Yeah, I guess that's a good way. I'm gonna it. look at the camera and go, "Yo, <laughs> I just took an L. You know what I, mean? <laughs> I just took an L. <laughs> and that's 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 actually that's that's some funny that's some funny uh, product for the world. Oh man. That'd have been funny if it turned into a blow-up. Like, yo, hold on, motherfucker. You trying to front on me? Because there's yeah, that know. side of it, too. You ever had somebody like, oh, hold up. You trying to front? Oh, you want some bullshit, Jerry? Imagine if Kesha would have swung on Jerry. No, but then it'd be funny if Kesha started going in on him. That's what you, you, you wouldn't have been nothing without Larry Davis. Right, killing him with his credits. You know I what know. I mean? They carried you <laughs> on that sitcom. You can't act. Your acting was terrible. Yeah, he was terrible on that show. And your Jordan game is inconsistent. No, I'm joking. He's a G. Anyway, uh, speaking of OGs, 
There seems to be a rumored Jay-Z album approaching. It's, nah. uh, it's a very cryptic rollout going on in the world. Uh, there's been billboards online and on the streets all over with the, uh, the message. 444, meant to look like 444, like right before 445, you know, like the time shit. What do they call that? A semicolon or whatever? What do you call yeah. it when it's with time? Is it still a colon? Yeah, a semicolon. All right. Give it up for Chris, man. This might be your last time hearing Chris for a while. Chris is uh Chris is departing as producer. I ain't want to put the business on front street, but uh before we go into this Jay-Z story, I just want to say, Chris, you're a good man. And I, I didn't prepare a Chris, speech. Chris, you leaving? And Vlad didn't know about this. But uh <laughs> Yeah, thanks, Dave. It's a um, very awkward moment. No, yeah, I uh yeah, I work for digital media. It's a, it's a good thing for me, but it's a bittersweet thing because I love working on the this show. And I'm going to have some other opportunities to work on a couple different shows. But, you know, I love working on the show. So mm. thanks, man. I'm glad. I'm glad to hear that. Um, oh, man. So you're going but you're going to work on Real Time with Bill Maher? Is that what, what I'm hearing? <laughs> yes. When they fire him, I'm taking over. Oh, yeah. shit. We'll get to that in a second. But back to Hove. 444. Uh, it started kind of trending today, started going viral, this whole thing, earlier today. I was expected an album to come out at 444, 445. I was still, you know, I was a little disappointed. But uh, Jay-Z album should be on the way. Maybe a Jay-Z, Beyonce collaborative album. The question I got for you, and I had for Muhammad, but he ain't here. Even Chris here. Are you guys excited about a new Jay-Z album? I'm super excited, man. I'm actually, I'm sh- I'm I'm actually uh I'm ex- you tell me this I'm almost in shock about it. Yeah, yeah I'm excited. I ain't, you in shock? Why are you in shock? Well, not in shock. It's like I'm I'm excited because of the context of hip hop right now. You know, Kendrick came out. You got a chance to rap out, right. and I've talked about this before about what a vet is going to bring out in in this, in this context of of younger guys. Right. I'm curious to see what Jay's going to put out. Not only content wise, but production wise, like what the album is going to sound. You know, the sonic the sonic quality of it. Yeah. Um, and how it fits in with the current the current audience. Yeah, I hear that. I don't like all of these. I'm I'm ready for the album to just come out, man. I don't like all these cryptic ass rollouts. This shit. This the album might drop this day. The album might drop that. I don't like all that anticipation. I used to like that shit. Even as a kid, I remember years ago when Snoop's first album came out. And it kept getting pushed back and pushed back, and I kept going. This is back when you had to go to the record store. This wasn't like go logging on. I was going to this record store. Shout out to this cat named Herb. That was the guy that ran the record store. <laughs> he, was, he could be a, he's a fucking character. But uh, I go, yo, Herb, did the new Snoop come out? Dude, that shit didn't come out yet. You know, I was thirsty week after week after week, and finally the shit came out. But uh, I told that go nowhere story just to say that I like a good uh, a good explicit dude like a release date. Just so I don't, I'm not sitting there on my fucking computer at 4:41 waiting like, oh shit, this could be it. You know, I guess it's fun, but uh, I'd rather just hear the record, and I'm excited. So, about so it. yeah, I'm excited about it too. I mean, uh, it, it, let me ask a question: What's your, when you get a whole album? Because I know you're a whole head, uh, right? Damien, you give it, you give it particular reverence. Or when the album drops, you make sure nobody's in the house and you play it. You know in the house by yourself to really give it a listen or you just play it in your car? I do both. When I get, you know, when I get any artists that I fuck with, Hove probably being like top of that list, uh, <clears throat> I'm first, depends on where I'm at. If I'm, uh, 
if I'm at the crib and I'm, you know, dolo, I'm going to blast it. You know what I mean? Uh, I'm in the car. I'm going to, I'm going to have to give it at least three listens, three full listens before I could even come to a, like any type of opinion on it. You know what I mean? Cause Jay, that type of rapper, he going to say some shit you might miss. You know what I mean? There's going to be some things to, to fucking Google maybe. You know what I mean? Like it's a it's a different type of experience. So I get into that type of thing. I'm excited. You know, and I hope this shit is good. You know what I mean? I'm sure it's going to be. He hasn't put out no bullshit. But, uh, you know, it's it ain't as undisputed as it once was. You know, I would love for Jay to drop some shit that just makes motherfuckers be like, okay. You know what I mean? There's, there's no debate. Obviously, there is no debate. But, you know, I want some shit that's like. Ooh, you know what I mean? You know how people was talking about the Tribe album? You know, yeah. like when they were like, damn, this shit feel forward moving and it feels like a breath of fresh air, but it still feel like Tribe. I want some shit like that. You know, some well, Let me ask you, D, what's the, on the business end of this, what's the rollout looking like if it does come out? Is it strictly title? I don't think, I mean, it's probably going to be title exclusive at first, you know, because you got you to gotta respect your own platform. Right. And then maybe a week or a couple hours or whatever, it'll go everywhere else because you got to let the world know. You know what I mean? So right now there's no there's no clear indication of when this thing is dropping. No, not, not at this point. No, not at this point. I heard about some fun shit going on surrounding it, but, you know, we'll see. It might be speculation. I don't want to speculate on the Illuminati over the airwaves. So I'll tell you that. Because well, I, I heard something. I heard a few things. One is I heard that... Uh, Jay-Z and Beyonce are both born on the 4th, right? Right. Uh, December 4th, September September 4th, respectively. Right. And then I heard their daughter's name is Blue Ivy, the right. Ivy for four. Right. Blue is a four-letter word. Oh, I didn't even know that. Well, I knew, I knew it was four letters, but I didn't, right. you know. Now, that numerology <laughs> shit go deep with them. They get crazy with it. And then they got twins, right? Uh-huh. Two times two is four. Two times two is four. Ooh. And then Jay Z had a song called Twenty Two Twos, right? Yeah, and he had a song called Forty Four Fours that leaked. I don't think that ever wound up anywhere. The shit was crazy though. Keep going. What, what? Do you know when the twins were born? I'm just curious. I don't know if the twins have been born or not. They saying the twins might have been born. I mean, I'm you know that type of shit. I don't really get into the baby part of the the celeb shit. You know what I mean? Like, ah, yeah, that's cool. It's cool, but I don't. I don't I'm not that motherfucker. That's, Look at the babies. I'm fine. Let me hear the record. Let me ask you a question, man. Go ahead. So I just went online quickly, and I saw the ad, I think what I believe is Times Square. Right. And it just says 444, right? Right. How would you How would you know that that's Jay-Z, like without someone giving you context for that? I think it says title somewhere on there. Oh, okay. I think. I'm not sure. You know, yeah, you need the context. That's the part of it being cryptic. You know, it's just it's something to be like, oh, what the fuck? You know, that's that's the that was the what they wanted you to do. They want you to ask somebody, yo, what's this four forty four thing going on? So so it starts to spread, and then people are like, well, I believe it's da 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 da, and then you know, speculation. You know what I mean? And it's speculating. It's speculating. It's gonna be called superhero. Nah, that that's that's some speculation. Oh. But they said that could just be the the um the actual type of banner that they were using. Anyway, yeah. Well, you got to make it a spectacle, man. Yeah, you got to make sure the people paying attention and shit. I'll give it that. Uh, but I'm ex- I'm excited for this, man. I really am. I'm excited for this uh, Jay-Z album. Yeah. Uh, yeah. What else is going on with you? Well, you know, uh, the Bill Maher situation, which Chris alluded to briefly. 
Oh, right, 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 right. Yeah, man. Yeah, old Bill Maher. Well, recap. Talk to us. Explain. I mean, I'm sure that people know, but uh, set it up. So Bill Maher uh, has a show on HBO called Real Time with Bill Maher. And uh, he was interviewing a senator. I believe his name is uh, Chris. I could be wrong, but is it Bob Ciso? It's Ben Sass. Ben Sass. Sorry, but Ben Sass. <laughs> and, ben uh, Sass. Ben Sass. Oh, sassy Ben. Sound like a crazy rapper. Go ahead. Oh, Ben yeah, Sass. Ben Sass. Uh-huh. Go ahead. So Ben Sass was talking to uh, to uh, to Bill Maher. He has a, he has a new book out, and he's also a conservative Republican. Right. And somehow or other, um, Ben Sass made a comment about, uh, I think he said, I could be wrong, like he, told, he told Bill, he said, hey, uh, you should come out and work in the field with us. Right. The field meaning, you know, get on the ground, right. get active, be out there. And Bill Maher said, the field, he was like, I'm not a field, I'm a, he said, I'm a house nigga, I don't work in the field. Right. I'm a house nigga, calling back to the slavery days when you had the house, you know, the, the black man would be in the house and not in the field. Right. And, you know, the incident lit up. Uh, they called, they were called for him getting fired. Um, and I believe uh, Bill Maher also issued an apology already. Is that right? Uh, I don't know. Did he? Oh, all right. That's what's up. What are you saying? The apology. What the apology? Bill Maher issued an apology. Mm-hmm. Go, go ahead, Chris. Yeah, I'm going to pull it up. You guys keep going. Let me get it. Quick. Okay. Chris is packing his shit. He's getting the fuck out of here. He's like, damn, y'all want me to do research on the way out? Keep going. So what I want to talk to you about is, um, you know, as comedians, you and I, right? There's there's two things. Well, there's a couple things going on with comedy, but for the sake of this conversation, there's two things going on with every joke, right? There's the equation of the joke, uh-huh. which is a joke on paper, which is the setup and a punchline. You have a clear setup and you have a clear punchline, right? Which is which is a which is a soulless thing. It's just it's just text text on paper, mm-hmm. and it makes sense. But then it's the context of the joke. You know, you have a white man, uh, Bill Maher, right. using the N-word mm-hmm. in, the con- in, the, in comedy in the context of America. Mm-hmm. With another American white guy. Context, with another white guy. Uh-huh. And it's not something that, the, you know, that you should just kind of loosely uh, use as a, as a tool for comedy. You know what I'm saying? There's a lot of hurt behind that word. Um, and, but there's a couple things going on here because I want to compare it. I, w- I wanted to have a conversation with you regarding this situation with Kathy Griffin. All right. And Kathy Griffin, as you, as you know, she had a, a Trump, a bloody Trump head. Right. And she apologized. And in fact, from what I understand, she had all her gigs removed. Mm. Yeah. And they also pulled her from her CNN show, which is the you know the New Year's the New Year's Eve thing. Right. Um, they pulled her from that. Mm-hmm. So in those two scenarios, there's two things going on. For one, Kathy Griffin was premeditated. Mm-hmm. She had planned that out. Mm-hmm. In Bill Maher's case, it was in the moment. <laughs> you make it sound like murder. So go ahead, go ahead, keep going. It was in the moment. Right. There's you know, there's, 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 there's two parts of our brain, man. You have the part of your brain that's the ego and the id, right? Uh-huh. And as a comic, sometimes you just, you know, you trust your instinct, you trust your gut. Sometimes you, sometimes the allure of a good joke is too much. Yeah, but you still know your word choice. You know what you're about to say. You know why the joke is going to work because of what you're saying. You know what I mean? Like, you know it's salacious to say that word. You know what I mean? Especially as and a I white think, guy. And I think white men 
have this, and I, you know, I just, there's something I believe, D. I think white men, they're just dying to use that word and, and, and get away with it. Because <laughs> it's the only word that there's a problem with. It's like, this shit is like an extreme sport. It's like stage diving for white guys when they use fucking nigga. You know what I mean? <laughs> and then, you know, sometimes it goes your way. But you see, did you see that video of the motherfucker stage diving who, who got his ass whipped? No. Oh, uh, this one cat, I forget his name. I think his name is Wi-Fi. I think the rap guy's name is Wi-Fi. I could be wrong. Either way, this motherfucker <laughs> stage dove and he did he did it so aggressively. Like he did a front flip into the stage into the to the audience, first of all, full speed into the audience, wound up teabagging some dude, almost taking this kid's head off with his balls. And then Cash just went to work on him while he was in the air. Just started stomp, like boom, boom, swinging on him. Then he fell down and they started stomping him. And they sent his ass back up on the stage, damn near unconscious. Oh, is there a clip to that? There's a clip to that. Shit's all over the internet. At least the black internet. But um, I say all that to say, you know, there should still be some. Uh, it's a loaded thing, you know what I mean? It's a loaded thing. I'm not the biggest fan of of the shock value because I feel like that's really what it is. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, it, it really the joke is, ooh, he said nigga. You know what I'm saying? Right. You could have said, you could have alluded to it and been like, you know, not me. I, I I think I'd be in the house. You know what I'm saying? And, and looked at your old skin or something. We would have caught it. This is already a pretty high-minded audience that watches this shit. You kind of went for the low-hanging fruit. And, you know, obviously, look, you got the 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 freedom to say whatever you want to say. This shit is just, it, 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 it just bums me out sometimes, especially when it's not the funniest shit. You know what I'm saying? Or sometimes it just smacks of, Particularly, and I, I, I kind of fuck with. I don't. I kind of fuck with Bill Maher, but then I also realize Bill Maher kind of is like very familiar. He's like he's a little too familiar. Bill Maher like the cat. You bring him to your house, he take off his shoes and shit. He go into your your refrigerator without asking. Hilarious. Like too fucking familiar. You like, oh hold on, slow down. You got to hit him with a Seinfeld, fam. All right, no thanks. Take it easy. Stay seated. Stay in your lane. You know, but um. It is what it is. He's going to keep his job. I mean, he said some wild shit before, so I didn't for one minute think that he was going to lose his job, you know. Um, the Kathy Lee shit, though, that was, uh, you know, that was, that was, a. Uh, <clears throat> she jumped out there. She jumped out there. She jumped. You know, you don't really, you never should threaten. Everybody knows don't threaten a president. There's been a few people that have threatened presidents, even in, in recent time, that kind of slid past. You know what I mean? It might not have cost them some money or a job or some things. But especially with this particular president, this man has got some thin skin. And he's a petty motherfucker. You know what I'm saying? So if you're going to go for Trump, you just better be prepared for the the the, the fallout. You know what I mean? So, uh, yeah. And then, and then to, you know, let me ask a question. Dude. This is Kathy Griffin is... Whenever someone does something like that, right? Because right. she's a comedian. Right. The question becomes, was it funny, right? Yeah. Well, because yeah. in the case of Bill Maher, right? Right. You could see, again, you could, again, you could see on paper why he thought it was funny. You could see it on, you could see, I don't know. I, I've been hearing people translate that moment right after in a few different ways. I felt like he thought like, 
either he thought like, ooh, like, because the crowd was like, hey, and he was kind of yeah. like, ooh, like, you know, I think he recognized maybe I went too far. Maybe that might not have been the best look. I, I watch that show all the time. He often has moments, though, where he'll make a joke and the crowd goes like, ooh, like you can right. feel the crowd. And he goes, fucking relax to them. Right. You know what I mean? And right. he did the same thing. He was like, it's a joke. Right. You know, like. He probably knew, but he was also, right. you know, he's yeah, like, yeah, it's all right. He played with the edge. Yeah. He go all out, you know. As long as you ready for that fallout, you know what I mean? What was the, uh, what was the apology, Chris? Uh, he released a statement on Saturday after, you know, whatever, 24 hours of people freaking out. Yeah, uh-huh. he said, Friday nights are always my worst night of sleep because I'm up reflecting on the things I should or shouldn't have said on my live show. Last night was a particularly long night as I regret the word I used in the banter of a live moment. The word was offensive and I regret saying it and I'm very sorry. All right. I mean, you know, it is what it is. Yeah. It is what it is. I'm going to be honest with you. As somebody that talks for a living, like, especially, I don't speak live, but in that live moment, especially as a comedian that's trying to go for the joke in that live moment, there's always the opportunity to, to, to play yourself. It's always that L is looming. That live, that starts with an L. You know what I mean? So you can... The L, the L is looming. The L is looming, so you got to be careful. That's a tightrope. And you kind of know what, you know, you obviously know certain shit that's going to more often than not result in an L. But every so often, you see people on tightrope, sometimes they take some motherfucking bowling balls and they start juggling it. Now, you know your ass shouldn't be juggling bowling balls on a fucking tightrope. But if you don't fall off, the shit looks amazing, you know? But when your ass fall and splat, you know, everybody say, you know, I told well, his ass. And then Damien, this is the funny thing about, about being human, right? Is that... This is an experience that we all go through, whether it's, whether you're trying to date somebody, whether you're trying to go for a new job. Right. Whenever you try to take a risk, right, uh-huh. there's a balance, there's a civil war that goes on in your head. Do I trust my instincts or do I go with the inhibition that my mind is telling me to go with, right? Right. And like you said, you got to take the L's with the W's, right? Yeah. And that'll teach you for the next time, but it's like it's almost like... It's almost like you can't grow or learn as a human being until you until you take that L like that, though. Sometimes Does that makes sense. Because, Sometimes because the L because in in the course of a lifetime the L is unavoidable. Right. But you could also you could see this L being taken by other like it's there was a precedent for this. You know what I'm saying? Like right. there's there's quite a few L's that are associated with white guys saying nigga. You know what I mean? You know, or it's at least loaded as fuck. Like, that's what makes it so high stakes. You know what I mean? Like, that's what makes it so so scintillating. Like, oh, shit. Look what I'm about to say. You know what I mean? But you know what you're about to say. This wasn't no shit that was like, you know, like, oh, I didn't, you know, I didn't mean to say that or I said the wrong thing or blah, blah, blah. You kind of meant to say what you said. So just be prepared. Just be prepared. That's can all. you go back? Because I can't remember too well. Can you go back to Dave Chappelle's take on a? Dave Chappelle had a take on the Michael Richards incident. Right. I forget what it was, but David David Dave Chappelle said he saw it. As, he saw it as as a as a, what do you say as a black man, but also as a comic. Right. Well, I, I can't remember. Do you, do you remember? Do you remember what he said? What his take on it was? Take, what, the, what you're talking about is when Kramer Michael Richards uh, right. was getting heckled when he was trying to do some stand up at the Laugh Factory in L.A. and. Uh, 
he snapped and called the uh, group of black people, you niggas, you niggas. If, uh, if this had been such and such, you'd be hanging from a tree. Like he went in. He went in. It wasn't a slip of the tongue. It was a, I'm about to let yeah, off this in. AR. Yeah, he went in. Yeah, I'm about to, I'm about to let off this <laughs> ER. Not even this AR. This ain't no A's involved. This is the ER. We bringing that back like must see TV. You niggas. And, um, and then Chappelle was like, yo, I see it from both sides. You know, I see it as a black man. But then at the same time, I see it as a comedian who was getting heckled, who lost his shit. You know, well, the thing is, you just got to be you got to be fucking you got to be responsible for the shit. You see that shit fucked Kramer up for years. Yeah. Uh, oh, well, Chappelle actually said this is the, the quote uh, via Chris. He researched it. Quote, I'm 20 percent black, 80 percent comedian. <laughs> and how lucky the people in the crowd were to witness the outburst in person. You don't go to the Tiger show to see someone be safe with tigers. <laughs> All right, there you go. That's old. That's old Chappelle. Cause I, I mean, you know, uh, right. I'm, you know, but, but, but I, I've been in situations. It's in life where uh, the the problem is, D is like we all. Sometimes we all see the L looming, mm-hmm. but there's a part of your brain that's not quick enough to catch it. Yeah. What do you have? You, know, you. When was the last time you stepped in it? When you said some old crazy shit. Oh man, I'm trying to think back. Uh, I, uh, or have you? Um, I don't think I've had anything that bad, but I've had moments where, where as I'm about to say the thing, my brain is like, "No, no!" My mouth was already in motion. Uh huh. What happened? So, when was this? I'm trying to think of what the hell I. I gotta go back, man, because I, you know, I, I try to. Keep, I'm pretty. I'm pretty neutral for the most part. You know what I mean? Mm. Mm. Um. Play it safe. Yeah, I don't walk that tightrope too often. Mm. Have you? Uh, I've said shit in the moment where, like, where in the moment, I'm like, damn, I don't know if I should have said that shit. And sometimes even in the room, it'd be like, ooh, you know what I mean? But it's never been any shit where I've gotten protested. But there's been times where I've said some shit, I'm like, damn, I don't think I should have said There's times when I've said shit on podcasts, when a little late, I'm like, I don't know if I should have said it. But it was true to the moment. I know in my heart, I'm not trying to, you know, I'm not trying to offend nobody. You know, I at least try to consider what I'm going to say, even if it's some crazy shit. I kind of had that moment where I'd be like, all right, well, if that happens, we just going to have to ride out. You know what I mean? And obviously, it's one thing to say that shit prior to it happening. Because when it happens, you don't know how big the mess is going to be. You're like, oh, shit, this is way worse. You know, typically the mess is way worse than you expected. What do you do on stage? Like, you say something and then immediately you're like, oh. Yeah, I mean, you could kind of tell sometimes, like, the crowd will respond. Either they'll, like, they'll, oh, yo, or, like, they'll just get quiet and you, you realize you lost the crowd. And you kind of got to acknowledge it because you're in the room with them, so you can't you can't act as if you didn't say it because, y'all, you've been in this moment together all this time and obviously something happened, so you got to address it. Yo, all right, I see I lost y'all with da 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 and then it might be again, motherfucker. That was some bullshit you said. You know, like, all right, fair enough. But you know, or uh, the reason I said that, or whatever, whatever, or whatever, you know, or blame Trump. Fuck it, Trump be saying crazy shit. Trump, like the only person I saw this on the internet, they were saying everybody's being forced to, uh, being penalized and forced to reckon with the fucked up shit that they say. Everybody except Trump. Like Trump is saying the most wild shit, kind of setting the tone for what's going on 
currently, and he ain't, there's no blowback coming his way. So you know. And I remember, I remember this goes back to uh, Patrice O'Neal right. on two separate occasions. I remember he was on Fox News and he defended uh, he defended Don Imus from being fired. Right. Don Imus, as you know, had the nappy headed uh, black right. you know black girl comment. Right. And Patrice came out and supported him. He said, you know, yeah. Um, I think Patrice's take was on it was like if it's in the context of funny, you have you have certain you have a certain range of freedom. Right. So. Uh, yeah. No. Anyway. Uh, I'm gonna ask you some other shit. I forget. I fucking forgot that fast. Damn. Anyway. No, it's all good. I mean, you know. It's been a long um, ass day, man. I woke up. A lot going on. Yeah, man. I had an early meeting. I had a 9:30 meeting. When I when I committed to the 9:30 meeting, I had to get ready for that shit since yesterday. (laughs) Cause I don't get up that. I was like, ah, shit. My whole rest of whole yesterday was all wrapped up in this fucking. 9:30 ass meeting. That's a damn shame. But uh, you gotta go. To, you gotta go to bed early. You gotta get your breakfast. The whole sometime. shit. You gotta iron your shirt. The whole shit. Get ready. Make sure the alarm is cracking. All of that. Any fucking way. Uh, plans. Yeah, man. What else did I want to talk to y'all about? I want to talk to you. I think we're gonna wait till next week. Get Muhammad in here because I want um. I want to get a, a full-on conversation about this whole Dapper Dan situation. I don't think we got enough time to really fully explore that, but uh, uh, I think we'll put it up on the on the on the Facebook page just to get yeah. people to see what's going on. You know, Dapper Dan. Well, I don't even want to tease the story. I'm sure you guys, if you don't, if you don't know, Dapper Dan, he's a, I guess a, he's a designer. Uh, as you call it, a designer. A uh, haberdashery. I don't know what what is the what is the haberdasherist. What is that? I just want to use hat store. That's a hat store. All right, yeah. so he's not that. Dapper De- Dad is a cat. He's a designer who grew up in Harlem, and um, he kind of he revolutionized the way that at least the hip hop generation interacts with uh, high end luxury brand, uh, high end luxury brands such as. Louis Vuitton, Gucci, MCM, things of that nature, right? Before Dapper Dan, a lot of these these fashion houses, they were making, you know, this this uh these luxury garments, but they weren't really considering, you know, the the hood. You know what I'm saying? Or or the maybe I don't want to say the black demographic, but they were really, you know, they were they were styled in a certain way to fit certain torsos and you know, they wasn't really baggy. They wasn't of the style of, you know, the cats that's in hip-hop or the people that's uptown, things of that nature. So Dapper Dan, he came up on some stuff and he started to uh, redesign, using leveraging the cachet of these luxury brands, but redesigning them in a way that kind of that kind of uh, fit the, the hip-hop aesthetic. You know what I mean? So you've seen some... You've seen Big Daddy Kane with a crazy MCM jacket. You might see... You might see somebody have a Gucci uh, tire cover on the back of their Jeep. You know, like it was for drug dealers and and hip hop cats getting money. You know, it was it was very, it was a little gaudy. It was definitely like, yo, I'm gonna show you we getting money. It wasn't obviously it wasn't official, you know, but it was official in the streets. You know, so long story short, he was he was kind of you know he was doing a lot of that type of shit so much so that he was getting. He was getting uh, sued by a lot of these brands and things and kind of forced him to kind of go underground, right? So long story short, years later, 
is a picture that pops up of a woman in a Gucci design that looked really close to what Dapper Dan did years ago with Louis Vuitton for, uh, I want to say she's an Olympic skater. I forget her name. She's quoted in the article. But uh, that woman identified, and that already had been a pretty popular picture of what Dapper Dan could do. Right. So then, you know, Instagram, she Instagrammed. It was like, yo, y'all got to give praises due to that. But then if you the the official Gucci are going to, you know, kind of poach some shit or take some shit from Dapper Dan, y'all got to pay homage. And then uh, ultimately Gucci was like, you know what? True indeed. This is an homage to Dapper Dan, blah, blah, blah. There's supposed to be some talks behind the scenes. Da, 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 da. I think this is a larger conversation. I want to kind of, I know, uh, I want to kind of get into that maybe next week because I know we both got a jet out of there. And I think it's a, I think it's a pretty deep conversation. You know what I'm saying? But until then, what I would tell y'all to do, if y'all listening, you don't know anything about that, check out the New York Times. It's a good article. We'll put it up on the Facebook page and, uh, you know, we'll, we'll get, we'll get deeper into that because, um, you know, it's dealing with like copywriting, you know, sampling, uh, people, culture, man, yeah. culture, you know, people co-opted shit from both sides. You know what I mean? And uh, what does that mean? You know. Anyway, that's on next week's in the conversation. Conversation. Uh, shit. I think it might be time for us to get the fuck out of here, man. Roll out. Yeah, I think it's a quick transformer rollout situation. Why don't you tell the people where you're gonna be? I'm back in Los Angeles, man. I'm out here. Uh. Uh, I'm here for the next two weeks. I'm just here doing some local shows locally, working on some stuff. And then I think I'll be in New York uh, third week of June doing some shows. Mm-hmm. And then uh, that's pretty much it, man. All right. All right. That's what's up. That's what's up. Well, uh, what's going on with me? I'm going to be I'm gonna be in Brooklyn tonight, actually. I'm doing the, uh, the Brooklyn stand-up show at 61 Local in uh, Brooklyn, New York. 61 Bergen, if you out there, come through us. Uh, it's a dope little lineup. Uh, Kerry Kodak show should be a good little situation and then on Thursday I'm on your television on True TV Comedy Knockout new episode 11pm so uh, tune into that help out those ratings let's keep that shit popping and uh, as always tell a friend to tell a friend damn it Vlad or even you know I'm typically not the one to Ah. uh, I'm sorry I'm sorry go again go again go again go again Ah. go again and as always, tell a friend to tell a friend. Or even an enemy. I to get into the conversation. We out. And the main thing of it all is to be in the conversation. conversation. This has been a Stand Up Labs production powered by digital media. Subscribe to new and archive episodes wherever you listen to podcasts and find all of our shows at StandUpLabs.nyc. Stand clear of the closing doors, please. We out.